Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve... Well, mm, I say that. I say we're here to solve your problems. Dennis and I are going to do something a little different this week, Dennis. Dennis, we're doing this... We're going, we're going off book. We've got no we're script. Completely off script. Um, now, normally what will happen is, as I'm sure people have sort of woken up to, all of our episodes are very carefully scripted. All the dialogue... Line all the all the ums and the ahs, all very like the bits where our audio call is clearly out of sync and I'm talking it over Riley, completely scripted. That's all scripted. That's not down to me missing those bits in the editing. Why does that happen, by the way? It's so annoying. Like we're recording at the same time, and I have to go through and still like adjust stuff throughout the episode. It's just because we're using a, the internet to talk to each other. If we're recording in the same room, it wouldn't happen. Well, maybe we should do that. Do you, okay. Here's my here's my solution. Right. Mm-hmm. Do, when you're a kid, did you ever use like tin cans and bits of string? Yes, long you reckon, a piece of string. We, there's definitely a, a piece of string that could that could cross the Irish Sea, right? Let me see this. World's longest piece of string. World longest piece. How long is a piece of string? Anyway, so Dennis and I this week <clears throat> bit bit dry on the old on old question front this week, Dennis. They've all been hoovered up by a certain other CFB podcast. I don't know if you saw this, but obviously, so the Magic FM uh, episode with you on it was so successful. They've just they're now running it back with Louise. They just yep. got LSV on the thing, and they literally tweeted, "We want your quest- questions, queries, and quandaries." So they've been hoovering, they've been drinking our milkshake, Dennis. Riley, I think I found a ball of string that could stretch. How long? So it appears the biggest ball of twine, mm. as measured ninety ninety three mm. in Branson, Missouri, which has oh, got to okay. be the most interesting thing about Branson, Missouri. Yeah, the ball is forty two feet in circumference. Okay, what's that in real things? Forty two feet. It's like fifteen. It's like twelve and a half meters around. No, it's more than that. Four hundred. What is it? Forty-two feet. Yeah, forty-one point five feet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's probably big enough, right? Yeah, and like I don't know how. Like that's long, right? Surely. It's long enough. Let's I just, let, let me just let me just route maps from here from where I am to Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, uh, it's, well, not well, gonna, it's not going to give me as the crow flies, though, is it? You can go go to asthecrowflies dot com. Is that a real thing? I don't know if it is a real thing, but if you type in as the crow flies. Distance between whatever. Oh, how far is it between? How far is it between? Dot com. Not as the crow flies. Well, there's a prime real estate. There's a prime bit of uh, piece of online real estate. You might want to, sn- to uh, swipe up. Glasgow um, measure in kilometers. But is- yeah, while Dennis is looking at this, it, it's been a pretty slow week on the old question front. So if you've got a question you need answered, if you've got a question query or quandary, come to the original and the best MTG Advice podcast. Scrime River. Don't go to those bloody Magic FM jokers. Um, and head to the Discord bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord. There's a um. There's a submission show there. I'm not saying we didn't get any, but um, there's also something else that Dennis and I want to have a chat about this week. Uh, yeah, it's the fact we'll that we are to... about 308 kilometers apart at current time. That's what we want to talk about. Yeah, That's exactly. So about. we need if you <laughs> if you've got 308 kilometers of string and two very large cans, we'd love to hear about it. So Dennis and I can improve the latency on this podcast. Now, there's um, something we need to talk about before we get to this rally. Go on. I can't Talk tell if Riley's... I thought you'd frozen. See, this no. is a latency issue. Oh, are we really having that much latency? We could okay. be. <laughs> now, yeah, good. This is going to be good fun to edit. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, no, go on. Um, what have we got to talk about, Dennis? I can't. I can't even... We've got to pay the piper. Chomfireball.com, coming and knocking. Oh, not the, not the literal piper. He's a bill... literal piper? Oh, his bills are extortionate. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, mate. You wouldn't believe how much piping costs these days. Could you imagine if every time you had to pay tax, a man merrily skipped down the road playing a pipe and knocked on your door being like, pay up? How would I feel about that? 
And how, how would you feel about that compared to the current system? I think the current system actually kind of works because what happens is the, the tax just kind of disappears and you're like, eh, never yeah. really had it anyway. But you imagine know? you're sitting at home yeah. on presumably a pile of money and you're... Oh, sorry, I can do you one better, Dennis. Do you have a tin whistle? He does! <laughs> like Here that. comes the piper. Here it's, he comes. Like the, it's the very worst... Um, it's the very worst ice cream van noise you've ever heard. <laughs> God! <laughs> yeah. Um, and no, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd enjoy that. Anyway, no, would um, you enjoy? Would you go go to channelfarmer.com during previous season, getting a card for a penny, Riley? The thing is, Dennis. Okay, do this one quickly because I've got a, a new revolutionary idea, and I need to propose this to you. Okay, it was a, it was put up on the Discord, and I've got I've got to share this. So do the boring thing about the one cent resin mythics or whatever. Tell tell people. All about right. That. So during previous season, if you had to channelfarmer.com/slash/spoilers or watch it on ch- Twitter.com/slash/channelfireball, every time a rare or mythic is spoiled. Okay, I just have to say at this point that as a uh, as a, a a contractor of Wizards of the Coast to Hasbro's subsidiary, spoiler. they are preview cards, spoiler. not spoilers. They are preview spoilers cards. Spoilers of war, baby. Preview cards. Yes. So every, every time, time a, pre- a, every card, a, a card is previewed, yes. Every time it's spoiled. Previewed. Uh, um, Sean Farber will list five of them, every rare and mythic, for one penny. First come, first serve. Doesn't matter if that card ends up being a $30 rare yep. or a four, $50 mythic in the, in, when the set comes out. Yours for a penny. Yours for one American cent. Plus shipping. <laughs> Little terms and conditions apply there. You know, at the end of political ads, we're like, like that, right? You have to do, do you that. See at the the American end. ads for that, like political ads and specifically like pharmaceutical ads. Yes, yeah. Well, Australia it's is the same wild. thing. Wild. Well, same thing. Authorized by the Australian government. Camera spoke like this. Yeah, yeah. They have to put it in legally. It's good Hot accountability. Wheels. Anyway, yeah. So that's boring. Go and get a machines. card for a cent. Whatever, Dennis. Hit me. We've done. U box. We buy. Uh huh. Boring. I'm sick of it already. I've been talking about it for weeks. I'm sick of plugging it. And I can't believe that Channel Fireball have been wasting their time with Ubox We Buy, right? When there is a when there is an idea that is so very close to it and so much smarter, right? Mm, okay. Talked about this a little bit if you've watched this week's episode of Arena Boys. I I, 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 I sort of did a gut check with the with Jamin and Toffle to see if I was on the right track with this because again, someone probably proposed this in the Discord, Dennis. Dennis, are you are you wearing socks right now? I am. Are, are they going to come flying off? I'm going to ask you to hold on to them because this is going to knock them right off, right? Forget you box, we buy. How about you buy, we box? Ooh. So check this out. Check this out. You go to channelfiber.com. I imagine uh-huh. this is going to take some setting up, so I don't know if it's going to be sure, instant, sure, sure. right? You go to channelfiber.com. You want some cards, no matter mm-hmm. what they are, right? Mm-hmm. Any, any condition, any quality, foil, non-foil, whatever, right? You've got a list of cards that you want. You put this list of cards into channelfiber.com. You then give them money, right? Mm-hmm. That's the buying part. You buy those cards mm-hmm. off of channelfiber.com. They put them in a box and they send them to you. You buy WeBox. You buy WeBox. Instead of Ubox, we buy. So because the thing is, Ubox, we buy. Channel Fireball is giving their money away. That's not what you want to do. That's 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 rule one of business, Dennis. You go to business school, and the first thing that Professor Business tells you, right? They say rule one: get money, not give it away. Right? Always be buying. The the ABC of of business is always be buying. No, always be getting money. 
You're right. John Sasso's had his sales funnel upside down this he's entire time. He's had it time. upside down this entire time. He's giving away money and getting cards. No, get rid of the cards. Riley, I would wager people's that money. by the time people listen to this podcast and it goes out tomorrow, the functionality to buy Magic the Gathering cards on the ship to you in a box will be available on Because it's such a good idea. It's that such is my guarantee. I'm going to push this through today. That is We're my guarantee. This is the thing. It's, it's an absolute, it's, a, it's a, such a ripper of an idea. Channelfiber.com. We box, you buy, right? And mm. and they'll just do this for you. All you have to do is give them a little bit of money, right? And they'll put magic cards in a box and, and ship them straight to your door. For sure. <laughs> All right, Dennis, before we get in, into the not advice, before we get into... So, so what we want to do this week, right? <clears throat> well, I was this saying, week, right, do, do you have your walking shoes, mate? Do you have your walking shoes on? No, I can put them on, though. I'd like it if you did. Okay. I've got my walking shoes on. Sorry, I should have yes and you. Riley, I'm watching you on a webcam and you do not have your walking shoes on. Do you really want on. me to go and put my walking shoes on? I mean, I would in theory for the bit, but it's going to involve like 50 seconds of just sitting here in silence. Yes, exactly. All right. Yes, Dennis, I've got my walking shoes on. Let's take a stroll down memory lane, mate. Yes. So this weekend would have been GP Vegas. Rip. Yep. Very sad. Very sad. Obviously, it's the, it's the way of the world. It's the world we live in. Um, and I Can know I for a lot funny of people- about that? Go on. Before you get emotional, Jeff, yeah. who we both know and work with, yeah. um, booked his ticket to Vegas a very long time ago. Yes. And every flight on that trip is cancelled, obviously. Yes. Except for one, which is the flight from Dublin to London. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff's been getting emails, been like, pack your bags for London. And he's like, leave me alone, British yes. Airways. I'm not going. I'm like, not going to London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pack your bags to London and enjoy sitting in air- in Gatwick Airport because you're yeah. not leaving. Yeah, pack your bags if you're a one-way trip to London. Yes, exactly. Um, so we are going to take a bit of a trip down memory lane. We'll talk about GP Vegas. A couple of other stories from from GPs to, and stuff to, uh, to, to tell you. But I've got a non-magic-related story, Dennis, that I started telling you. Um, I can do it now or do you want to save it for the end? No, punch it. You want to do it because it's a, it's it's a pretty good story, right? So non non magic related. This, then I got a confusing Facebook message in relation to this, and I, I would like some more information. Yes, right. So yesterday, um, Dennis, like we just we we text pretty often, and Dennis needed needed some work stuff from me, and I was and I didn't reply, which is unusual for me. Like usually we're pretty like on top of replying mm-hmm. to each other, right? And I didn't reply for about an hour, and uh, I later I later came back can to I read him. The message, can I read the message you sent me? Ah, uh, it's a little blue. I think it's, it's not a little. Blue. It's me- it's it's medical. It's medical. It uses some medical terminology to do with childbirth, and I think we'll leave it there, right? So I was texting a mate, right? No, I was on the oh. phone to a mate. I was on the phone oh. to a mate, and uh, it took a long time for him to tell the story of the birth of his child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now this is a pretty pretty typical thing with Adrian. Uh, he's one of my best mates in the world, and when he tells a story, Dennis, he doesn't do it by half. He gets mm. he. You get all the details, right? So I heard. Um, I heard all the uh, all, all the the um, sort of the, the thrills and spills, and all of mm. the uh, all the ins and outs, so to speak, uh, including one part which is really nice. Went because he's Australian. He's married to a Dane, right? So the the baby was born in Denmark. They're all very well, healthy, all that, all that, all the stuff that they're like that. Um, but they the nurses brought in little like a little platter of food for them after the birth, right? Once they were kind of settled there like that. And the Danes, I don't know if you, I don't know how much you know about Denmark. They I've love been a couple their, times. They love their flag, mm. right? It's the oldest continually used national flag in the world. They love it. So they put on everything, including on this little like, you know, fruit and cheese platter that they brought in, right? Little, little Danish flag. But it took ages. Like the, this, the nurse came in and apologized for it taking so long for them to bring them this little bit of food. She's like, sorry, I was trying to find something blue to put on as well. 
for Adrian because you're Australian. And of course, Adrian, well, like you know, because it had the Danish flag on it, but the kid yeah, is half yeah. Australian, so they're trying to put something, trying to put something blue on it to to celebrate that. And Adrian's just like, "Oh, thanks." You don't know the problem with that, do you? No. So, okay, if you were trying to decorate, you're Irish. If you were trying to decorate something to be very, oh, no, here's something even easier. You're Croatian. Uh-huh. If you're trying to something be decorated something to be Croatian, easy, right? Um, uh, red and white checkers. Red and white checkers on anything, right? On uh, what do you do to something to be to decorate green, to look Irish? Green, green, right? What do you do to decorate something to make it look Australian, Dennis? What colours do you use? Red, white, and blue. I guess no, not at all. In fact, it's the colours that aren't in our aren't on our flag. It's green and gold. Oh, sure, okay. Like if you look at any I- national sporting team uh, uh, jersey or uniform for Australia, it's uh, it's green and gold. Anyway, that's not the story. Okay. Adrian and Ida, right? I had been teasing them the entire time during the entire pregnancy, talking about how excellent the name Riley is as a name. Uh-huh, right? Of course, works for all genders. You know, it's uh, it's it was a it was a boy's name when I was young. It's increasingly a girl's name now. Generally, like if you met if you met a Riley anywhere on the gender spectrum, you wouldn't be surprised, right? Mm-hmm. Works for everyone. Fantastic name, very strong, very powerful name, right? So I was saying, look, it's there, and I really don't mind, as if I was doing them a favour. You know, yeah, like, course, yeah, honestly, yeah. it's fine. It's there for you to use. So they went with Elliot. It's like Could- it's fine. They could have gone with Oliver. That would have been worse. That would have been my brother. Could, uh, named after my brother. That would have been good, yeah. That's actually Adrian's middle name, so that wouldn't have been that uh, that weird. That wasn't that far off, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, little Elliot, right? Nice, cool, fine. Ex- I mean, a, a fine name, an acceptable name, right? But I, I circled back to this discussion after we chatted about the you know the birth and everything like that. I'm like, because they, they let it slip. They haven't officially registered the paperwork yet. So there's time. So there's time. And that's, that's what I said. I said, so there's time. And they said, oh, well, you know, if you can convince us, convince us, right? So I did the old Dennis Tranjack. What did you do? I said, how much? How much? Right? And I said, I'll give you 10,000. A low ball. A low ball, Before Dennis. Literally 10, a firstborn. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll give you $10,000 to name your child after me. And Adrian hesitated and oh! thought about it and you should have seen the look his wife gave him Ida was like well it's not happening so it doesn't matter and he's like oh oh yeah of course yeah like that and, and so i said all right all right all right okay not not for ten thousand not for ten thousand okay and then uh, adrian's like all right well let's do it the other way and i said what do you mean he goes let's do the swiss negotiation thing where i give you the upper limit right i give you what i want and then we'll meet in the middle all right and I was like, that's fine. Obviously, we're joking around. We're playing around. It's not going to uh-huh. actually happen, uh-huh. right? So, I'm expecting him to say like a billion or whatever, a right? A billion, yeah. How much do you think was his his starting point for the, sell, say- like, for the confessed negotiation that we're gonna, it was going to come down from there? <laughs> Did he say 20000 He said $100,000. That's in the same ballpark. <laughs> it's in the same area. Like, I don't think I could, I don't think I could pay $100,000 for it. But like, I was, I was, I was like, and that's where you're starting? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So- Obviously, the discussion was shut down quicker than I'd like. By right? Ida. By Ida. Ida was not having it, right? But Dennis, I'm not like supremely wealthy or anything. Like I do, I'm, I'm, I'm as people say, I'm comfortable, right? I've got, I've, I've got a roof in my head. I've got food in my pantry. I'm fine, right? I, I, I would have ten thousand dollars to spend on a luxury, right? And I'm thinking, like, instead of buying like a car, mm-hmm. buy a baby. I, I honestly think. Well, I'm not. This is the thing. I'm not getting the baby. I don't get the kid. 
but I do buy the naming rights to this child. Now, does this mean the child has to be called Riley, or you get to name the child? No, we asked. I asked them about that. They said if they said that if I would, if they would just hand me the form to fill in, that'd cost extra. Of course. Yes. Yeah. So for me to name, otherwise you're going to be calling little butt lord down for dinner every night. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> That's exactly it. But my question for you, Dennis, would you spend ten thousand dollars to buy the naming David. rights of one of your best mates' children? Because you get you get a couple of things. First of all, it's a great return on investment in terms of like, like you spend twenty bucks to go to the movies, right? I'm really thinking about this. I'm like really ten thousand dollars, you get a lifetime. This is a legacy. This is after you're gone. This kid still has your name, right? Or the name I chose. Or the name you chose. On top of that, the power move, dude. The power move, right? Imagine every single time this kid introduces himself, he's using his, he's using your name. It's just the plot of Umbrella Academy. And every t- is it? It's very close. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? What is it? What an Umbrella Academy? They pay to name each other? No, the a guy goes around buying a bunch of children at the start. Okay, I want to make something clear. I'm not and buying then doesn't, the child. And then doesn't give them proper names, and they do name each other. I'm not buying the child. I'm just. I'm just. And the thing is, now hey, every time I talk, every time I talk to Adrian, right? I yeah. can say, oh yeah, he named my um, he named his first his firstborn after me, but he didn't. Well, he did. Oh, sorry, sorry, his because firstborn is named after me. Yes, 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 yes. There you go. Technically correct is the best kind of correct. Anyway, the offer's still on the table. Adrian and Eda, if you ever if you ever listen to this, I, I I've said this I said this on the phone call, and I'll say it again. I'm one of Adrian's best mates. I've been friends with him for a very long time. If he ever encounters financial hardship or anything else like that, I just want him to know that. He can always come to me for the financial support that he needs. You know, if he needs to, if he just needs a quick ca- cash injection, to sell can, his child's I'm, name. I'm you can always, change a name. You can change a name. And and you know, Dennis, such is my generosity, such is my the mag, my magnanimous spirit. I said that even in five years, ten years, if you come to me, you need some money. I'll be there with ten thousand dollars, adjusted for inflation, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll even pay for. The whatever fee is involved with renaming the to child to change the name of this child. Yeah, included. if it's like two hundred dollar fee to change the name, I'll cover that as well. Plus shipping. Plus. Sh- <laughs> again, once again, I want to make it very clear: I'm not trying to buy the actual, like the actual <laughs> child. I don't want. I'm not trying to set up like some, you know, Rapunzel Wicked Witch situation where I'm going to lock their son in a tower. Like, yeah, the no, title I'm not of this tr- podcast is not how to buy a baby. I don't want to be. I don't want to be on the, you know, the. <laughs> The human trafficking real crime side yes, of Apple no, Podcasts. No, not at all. But how to buy a baby's name. There you go. $10,000 mm. and it could be yours. Anyway. All right, Riley, we're about halfway into the podcast. It's probably time to start talking about magic. Yeah, but the thing is, like, don't whenever you're talking about a newborn baby, don't you have to do the thing where you're like, and they're all well and healthy and they're all happy and safe and that sort of thing? Yeah, I don't know. I see this all the time. So, do you know why this conversation came about in the first place? Why it's that? because Megan, because I chat to Adrian all the time, right? And then Megan was like, oh, how are they doing? I'm like, yeah, good. And she's like, how is this thing? Or how is that question? I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, what do you talk about? I'm like, not that. Does does the baby have hair? Th- that's what it was. No, no. So, so Megan, Megan asked me some like technical question about, I, 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 I didn't even know what it was, right? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, why didn't you talk about that? I'm like, okay, we can ask him, right? So we got on the phone, yeah. we asked them about it, right? That, right? And then, the, like, both Adrian, both Eda and, and Megan are like, what do you guys talk about when you chat about, like, this situation? Oh, I've run into this. Yeah, yeah, And And I was like, we spent a lot of time figuring out, like, what birthday he, whose birthday he shares. 
We spent a lot of time figuring haggling, out, like, haggling over the baby name fee. <laughs> we spent a lot of time, you know, with me trying to. So, like, yeah, she has a birthday with Jack Black. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, his name's not Jack. What is it? Thomas. Yeah, Thomas Black doesn't work quite as well. No. Hello, my name's Thomas Bomas. Thomas B- Thomas Blomas. Thomas Blomas. Nice to meet. You. Please call me Thomas. Mister Blomas was my father. No, Mister Blomas was my. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I think you just have to say at the end of the... I don't know. I, it's weird that I'm old enough to have a, ki- have, a have a mate who's married with a kid. Um, but they're all weird. You're in, your, you're in your 30s. Yeah, I don't feel like it, though. Anyway, they're all doing well. They're all the happy slow march to the grave is never ending, Riley. Little baby, little baby Riley. Little baby pre-Riley is... Uh, pre-Riley. Is hail, hail and hearty. Anyway, let's talk about some... Um, let's talk about some magic adjacent things. Riley, have you ever attended a Grand Prix as a participant? Yes, yeah, yeah. How did you find it? Because uh, we, we talked about this before we got on, that you and I do not have typical Grand Prix experiences. No, how do I, how do I find them? Usually it's pretty easy. Usually it's a big convention center, so it's a big building. Shut up. Not too difficult Shut to find. up. Sometimes the signs kind of don't post, like, in the right... But usually, usually you know, okay, here's the, honestly, the answer to the question is how do I find it? Follow the backpacks, mate. That's true, actually, yeah. Follow the backpacks. I, I actually have th- I thought of something that I think you will have opinions on in related mm-hmm. to... The Grand Prix and the Magic Fests of old. Go on. Riley, how do you feel about convention center food? I don't eat it. You don't eat it? No. Why? I don't think I've ever bought money. To, I don't think I've ever... Well, I've just they, they, I've just give, let the cats out of the bag now. A little Freudian slip there. Um, mm. I, don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever bought convention... Nope. I bought a Subway at Birmingham one time. I've never... I've, I just never eat convention center food. Is that because you're opposed to paying $9 for a hot dog? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what I will do, right? And this the thing is, this is not my first Rodeo. I've been to a lot of GPs, right? The night before, I will find a supermarket nearby, right? Right. And I will buy two bags worth of, like, just snacks, bickies, fruits, um, chips, whatever, right? Just stuff, right? And then I'll just graze throughout the entire weekend. That's bizarre to me. I, you've, you've never caved and bought the, the $300 no. small business loan chicken tenders. No. Never. Oh no! There was another time I did it in Brazil because they had some. They had a burger thing that looked amazing. Like it, it oh. was the, the food was the food actually looked. So, so I, I was uh, who was I doing coverage with? I was doing coverage with um, PV and um, uh, Louis uh, Louis Esper too. And he came back with this burger that just looked magnificent, right? And so I was like, I got to have one. So I went and had one like that. But that, but again, I, I I've never bought like the limp nine dollar hot dog. No, Riley, do you remember when we ordered food to the convention center in Brussels? Oh my goodness! Oh, this was the worst. This was so bad. So we were in Brussels, right? This is for players tour. The players tour earlier this year, right? And there's a great burger chain in Brussels called Quick. Mm-hmm. Now they are not, but it's no, still very they're good. Quite slow, but the burgers <laughs> it's quite are quite slow, yeah. but they're very good, right? So on day one. Quick, fantastic, right? I get like a chicken burger, I get some nugs, get some chips, loving it, right? The second day, I'm all for quick again. All for it. Run it back, run it back. Run it back. Nothing wrong with it. Beautiful burger. It was fantastic, right? Anyway, there is a consensus decision not to go to quick. Yes. Not that it was bad. We just wanted something different. So it wasn't a consensus, a majority decision. I I was the angry minority there raising my fist, right? So we pick a deli instead, right? They do sandwiches, they do pasta. They do some pasta dishes, yeah, linguine. They do they do curry. 
Mm-hmm. Right? They, I think they even had very, sushi. Did they have a bit yeah, of sushi, I think? They had sushi, very well-rounded food They had like just a bit of everything. Place. Like this deli, it had, just, mm-hmm. just, it had just a bit of everything, right? Okay, easy, fantastic. Unfortunately for me, I don't like sushi. I didn't want to eat pasta, right? I, I, I was, so I just picked like... A sandwich. A, a sandwich, right? And I was like, I guess, I guess it'll be fine. But I wanted chips, I wanted burgers, and it's fine, whatever. Anyway, so we order the food, <clears throat> it arrives... And um, what, what, yeah, what was wrong with it, Dennis? What happened? <laughs> so this wasn't quite a deli. No. So much as it was a supermarket. Uh, just an <laughs> actual supermarket. And all of the pasta and linguine and curry were uncooked frozen yep. meals. Yep. Yep. Not quite. They were the ready-to-go meals that you get out of the fridge part of your supermarket when you've yes. had a long day at work and you just need to put something in the microwave. No, no, no. You couldn't microwave them. What? They were not microwavable. This was part of the debate. They were oven. You had to cook them in an oven. That's why cor- oh, so, so, so they were just a, defrosted cor- frozen meals. Yes. I thought they were okay because they looked like microwave. No, meals. no, no. Corbin had a prawn linguine. Corbin Hostler, and he was yes. like, "So this says to cook for twenty minutes, but I bet if I microwave it for fourteen, it'll be fine." And we're like, "Corbin, you can't did- eat that." Okay, but you know, do you know why I didn't know this, right? Because you got, you ordered a sandwich. Because I ordered no, no, no. So the reason I didn't know. The, the the nature of the dishes is because as soon as it arrived, I had to scarf down this sandwich, right? And then I had a round on coverage. Yes, you did. So I had this limp sandwich that was awful. And then I did the other round that was that was starving, right? But then we decided to do another food run where we went to quick. So uh-huh. I went and put in my order. But by the time that my round had finished- It was cold. The food had arrived and was stone cold. Now, the best part of this story, first of all, there's two parts. One was people coming over because you had the bag, right, with all the food in it. And you, so you knew that everything was frozen, but most of the people who had ordered did not yet. Yeah. So like Maria or Corbin or ever come yeah. over and be like, you'd be like, oh, you know, I got, I got it. What did you get? You got, you got, you got the, you got the pasta arabiana. You got no problem. Here, 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 here. And you'd hand yeah. them a frozen. And every, and every person. And a cold ah. dish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corbin considered taking his prawn linguine, Riley. Yeah. And A, nuking it in the microwave in the judge room. Yeah. But B, he was like, guys, it's fine. He was really hungry. So he was like, first of all, I can probably eat this raw. And we were like, no. And he's like, raw prawns are just bugs. sushi. And I was like, you can't eat raw prawns. No, you can't. You can't. That's why they say in Australia, you don't come the raw prawn with me, mate. You can't do that. And then he was like, well, they have a, a toaster, like a, a, a sandwich press, you know? He's like, if I just pour the prawn like linguine grill, in there yeah, yeah. and close it, it'll cook. And I was yeah. like, you'll destroy the grill, but yeah, yeah. it'll cook, I guess. So yeah. we had to take it away from him and get him some burgers. But Corbin came dangerous. That's how Corbin almost died yep. at, in GP, at Players Tour Brussels. Yeah, by eating, by, by quite literally coming the raw prawn. Anyway, um, so GP Vegas is... I know there's been a lot of people tweeting about. It would have been you know, this past weekend. Yeah. Would have been this past week. A lot of people, uh, Gavin, lots, lots of other people, tweeting about you know what they uh, what they would have what they missed about previous events. Yeah, just a little bit of, of, of reminiscing on that sort of stuff. Now you've been to a fair. Few, I've been, I haven't been to all of them, right? I've only been to a couple. I've um, been to four of them, I think. But I've been, so tell us a little bit about the spectacle that is GP Vegas and why it's such a. Um, so if you've you know, been such, to such a, a big, tragedy, we've missed it. A big American Grand Prix, or like an average American Grand Prix, let's say like something like Phoenix or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. It's about four to five times the size of that. It's huge. If you've been to a big one like Seattle, it's probably about twice or two mm-hmm. and a half times the size of that. Yeah. Nothing we're talking close. about Across the weekend, we're talking about 10,000 people. Yeah. 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 It's huge. Yes. It's this huge cavernous hall. 
And it really is like, if there was only one convention for Magic here, it would be GP Vegas. Well, I like I've been to a lot, a lot, a lot of GPs, and I would say that my GP yeah. experience is very different to most people's because, um, uh, you know, for all the hardcore grinders that are there, like twelve, fourteen hours a day playing Magic in and out, it's not like, that different, I guess. Yeah, it's not that different. But for you know the people who just go there to hang out, have a good time, play some side events, get some artist signatures, whatever else, like it's a very, very different experience for me. But the energy at GP Vegas was different to any other GP that I've ever been at before or since. Like the it it did feel. I, I know that there was a push to kind of make GPs. Oh, sorry, they should be called Magic Fests, right? There's a push to be called to have Magic Fests feel like conventions. The word centered around the main tournament, yeah, exactly. And nowhere was that more like readily obvious than GP Vegas. Panels, mm. cosplayers, artists, like uh, weird events as well, like weird, cool, interesting events. The um, I've been to a few, I've been to a couple of Japanese. GPs and they had that kind of feel to them as well on a smaller scale they, they would have like quizzes and like um shows and all sorts of stuff like that but Vegas really yeah it, it was in a it was in a it's in a legal design last or in 2018 it was the 25th anniversary we had the beta draft in Vegas oh yeah I remember yeah. sitting there as Eric Eric Levine our good friend explained to all the players how they were going to draft yes because these are very very valuable very very yeah. old cards so basically, were, as soon as the cards were flipped on the table, it was the first person to snatch it would get it. Yeah, yeah, all free yeah. for all. No, but I remember. Yeah. I do remember Ben Stark being like, "So can I just put it into a sleeve immediately as I draft it?" Yeah. And Sasso was there, and I think um, I think it was him and Eric were like, "Unless you are very, 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 very experienced at handling old cards, yeah, you are more likely to damage it putting it into a top loader than you are to protect it." Wow, really? Yeah, they're like, just put it in a sleeve and be careful. Oh, you mean to top, so just put in a regular sleeve, not in a top loader? Yeah, yeah. Because no, Stark, no, top, Ben top asked loads. if you could put in a top loader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, but sure. I think Ben was entertaining. He's like, my entire deck's in top loaders. Can I play like that? That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I remember, I remember that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about that. I wasn't actually there. But yeah, that's, uh, that was quite an event. That was quite a, uh, a thing. Because I was wild. there. At the, I, was at the, I was at the Sao Paulo one where they did a, yes. I think it was, was it Unlimited or Revised? Unlimited. Yeah. And that was, we got duked so hard there, man. Because as the Paxis wore down, like I think there was a time walk, but there were no Moxen and there was no Lotus, and we're just there. I was like, in I was in Chiba when they ripped the Lotus in the last yeah. pack. Yes, no, I, I've seen the footage that you uh, that, like. It's there's the, the entire hall. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like you're on the table there like this, and and I'm filming it, and then you lift it up as the slightly delayed footage goes out to the entire hall, and this yeah. is a ripple of like applause yeah! and, and cheering. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Oh man. But, uh, yeah, I think my experience at GPs is a little different to other people's because it is work, right? It's yeah. gr- it's fun. It's exhausting. But it's uh, it's work. And, you know, much like you as well, it's work for you. And we're there uh, long after the, the event is finished. We're there, mm. we're there during the pack down where the guts get, get rips out of the hall and it's, it stops being this colourful place full of, you know, pictures and, and images and people and then becomes just a cold, and lonely, the, the, empty. And the tables uh, become folded. Being there before is even weirder. Yeah, go on. When you're there before and it's just a, a stack of flight cases and no chairs, this huge hall, and you're like, how is this going to become a bunch of tape, like a thing yes. in the next 12 hours? And it always does without fail, but it's it's wild. Like a beautiful butterfly. Like yeah. A beautiful butterfly. Right? I mean, you say without fail, one of my favorite GPs uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the experience of working there was a European GP many years ago when i can't remember exactly where it was i think brussels but it may not have been brussels i can't remember anyway we turn up <clears throat> i'm there with i don't know Matei, simon whoever 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to day one, round number one of GP Brussels. We're going to... Oh, sorry, hang on, what? Oh, oh, the stream's down. Okay, no worries. All right, sweet. Then we'll just sit here, get it fixed up. I mean, this happens, I right? remember yeah, this. Anyway, Rich is like, yep, we're working on it. So 15 minutes later. Hello, everyone. Sorry about the delay. We are going to get underway very quickly here. We're already in halfway through round number one, so we're going to jump straight in down, down to the feet. No. Ah, okay. Stream's down again, right? Mm. Rich goes, bugger it. Cancel the first round. We'll come in round live for round two, right? So then it's Tim and whoever. T- I think it was actually Tim and Matei and me and Simon. That was usually the thing. All right. So, Tim, hello, everyone, and welcome to you know round number two. Da, 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 da. Oh, nope. Stream's down again. So at this point, Rich is like, right, forget it. Round four. All right. I'm buying, I'm buying us time. Just get out. Go and do whatever you want. Don't be here. We're going to fix it. Right. So he's working away with Steven and Toby and the rest of the team. They're like that. And I'm just like, oh, oh, easy. So I don't know. I'm just mucking around with Matei playing games, whatever else. Come back for round number four. Right. Tim has another crack at it. Nah. I don't mm. know if there's like smoke coming out of the TriCaster at this point. Right. But we get to ra- we get to round five and Rich is like, just go and draft. Just go and play inside events. I don't want you here. It's fine. Right. <laughs> It was so good. It was so good. Because we it was there. like it's like it was like when the teacher leaves their notes at home and they're like, "Well, we're watching the hope guys like hope kids like Blue Planet." Like, yeah, exactly. I, I hope you I hope you're going to enjoy this. Like uh, we're just watching Bob Ross for the rest for the rest of the yeah. day. Oh, that was so good. Although not as exciting as the time that there was an actual literal fire in Prague. This? In Prague, were you there? Mm, no, I wasn't there. I was there the, the next to the next joke when I I not even the next year. I'm not even joking when it flooded. But enough for the fire around. <laughs> so the hall at GP Prague once caught fire. Uh, yeah, it turns out all remember. the food trucks were diesel, just pure like <laughs> diesel engines. Yep, yep. And one of them caught fire. Yep, one of them blew up, and there was like uh, flames licking at the side of the convention. No one was hurt, so it was okay. Um, but the flames licking at the side of the convention center, right? Um, and it meant that half of the um of the GP had to move into a different hall. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like conventions, they've got different halls, except these ones weren't connected. So you had to no. get your pairings and run to the right building, right? Yep. If you, also- if, you, if you fell far enough down in the tournament, you were in hall two mm-hmm. for your match. And then the other thing was as well with coverage, because the fire happened right near the coverage area, right? And I remember Matei was, was you know, he was like tweeting pictures or whatever. We got moved into one of the, what do you call them? Like offices? Mm-hmm. Because in the convention centers have like offices for like staff yeah. to use and stuff. So we got, we got moved into one of them. It was, it was bizarre. It almost felt like an actual, like it was instead the of being studio, this big yeah. hall, it felt like we were almost like in a studio. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a very eventful weekend that the, it's not often that, you know, your workplace sets fire. It was, uh, it was, yeah, that was, that was quite a wild ride. I remember when the modern event broke in Vegas two years ago. Oh yeah. Some of my friends were there. I was getting live updates about that. That was that. Oh, cause what happened? Walter just crapped the bed, right? I can't remember what actually happened. Like the event basically couldn't pair the following round. Walter is the tournament pairing software. Not, not a, not a guy who, <laughs> who isn't toilet trained. Yeah. yeah that, there was some, I can't remember if it was like some power outage thing or if mm. it was just like a, a function of the size of the event or whatever. But basically the event broke as happens sometimes as, you know, event centers catch fires and everything, things break. Yeah. But much like that stream in Brussels, we couldn't fix it for like two hours. Yep. And like we had to, we had to offer a bunch of people refunds and stuff. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Like, I've never seen a more irate group of more of two of several thousand magic players in my life. It was. It's really oh. interesting because a bunch of my friends who were texting about it or tweeting about it, they were like, "Yep, uh, round two is taking forever. Uh, da, da, I'm getting, I'm going to get some lunch." Then, but one of them was very. I think most of my mates were quite zen about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because they came to the realization: it's like, well, now we can't play magic. We're going to drop. 
what are we going to do? Oh, no, we're in Las Vegas. There's nothing yeah, to do yeah, here. Yeah. So they went to, like, a shooting range or, like, started... You know, there's a video of one of them doing the axe throwing? Yeah, 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 axe I don't throwing, know where, yeah. I don't know where you do that, but they found they found that to occupy themselves instead. So that ended, they ended up having a fine time. But I know that, that must have been a, a, a tough day in the office for... for <laughs> For the staff oh, there. Was, there was something I was going to say. It was related to this just seconds ago, Dennis. What was it going to be? It was about the more... Was the like more of, of, un, of unhappy players who were... More of unhappy players. I hate when this happens. I hate when you have a yeah. thought queued up in your brain. Yeah. It was about the more of unhappy... Let me just shove my fingers into my eyes for a second while I okay. think. Give me just a All moment. Right. All right. I'll, uh, I'll talk about a different... Uh, so my first ever GP that I did uh, in Europe... The first one I ever did was in Melbourne, right? It was in my hometown. But the first one I did in Europe with the European team was in Russia. It was in it was in Moscow, and uh, it was an adventure from go to woe. My goodness, I had to I had to get a visa. Um, I had to do all this stuff to make it happen, right? Um, but the the the, the mo- most amazing thing that happened there that, for that weekend. I mean, apart from the fact that it was my like GP, GP debut with the European coverage team, working with right. like Frank and Raf and whatever else and Rich and whoever else. Um, was what happened when we went out to dinner, right? So we went out to dinner with Frank, Raf, and a couple of other people. And um, the the people at the restaurant, the the waiters and stuff, they didn't speak English, obviously, they speak Russian. So we had some trouble ordering, but they had a picture, they had a menu with pictures on it. So we're pointing mm-hmm. at stuff. We ordered a bunch of big platters, right, to share because we didn't, we just couldn't decide. So we just, a bunch of big, bunch of big platters. They brought out so much food. It was unbelievable. Like we ordered a platter and it was like enough platter to feed the entire table. It was incredible. Well, right? How many they of you were there six, total? Like six or eight, maybe. And you, but you basically ordered food for fourteen. It sounds like. Well, it it, it felt like that. We're like, oh, yeah. you'll have one of these, one of these, one of that. Anyway, we get to the end, and they're like, uh, oh, here's the bill. It's like eight hundred dollars. More? No, 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 no. Way more because that's like that's just an expensive night out. This was like un. This was like like let's say I can't remember. Let's say twelve hundred dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, how? And they bring over the menu, and the, the meat platter that was twenty bucks or whatever, twenty five bucks, right? We're like, yeah, we got this and we got that and we got that. It should only be like 200 or whatever, 400. Yeah. And they're like, no, four of them. Four. <laughs> each one they pointed at, they, we ordered one of each. And every time we ordered one thing, they, they put brought you four. four. So we were billed four times as much, right? As we we're supposed to do. And we couldn't explain to them because now all of a sudden their even well, rudimentary English had disappeared, right? Oh, wow. So we were having this argument, right? And we see this couple come in. Right, and I go over to them. I'm like, "Hey, sorry, do you speak English?" And she goes, "Oh, a little bit." Right, so I say, "Can you come and help maybe translate because we can't explain to this guy what's happening?" So we bring this lady over, and her her English is good enough to that she can get across yeah. what this guy's saying. And this guy's now getting angry, right? You big mm. fella, he's getting angry. And we're like, "Look, we're not paying you the full amount. We're we'll pay half, which is still more than what we the we're thing. negotiating." So, yeah, well, that's the thing. We were negotiating, and. So we get out the money and we like basically try to, and he's like, no, not enough. More, more, more. Right. So we're just like, right. We get the money. We put it on the table and we leave. And this guy's huge. And we're thinking like, are we going to get our toes chopped off by the Russian mafia? Like what's happening? Here? <laughs> so we're like walking back to the hotel and I'm, I'm a little worried because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to end up sleeping with the fishes. Anyway, Raf halfway back to the hotel is like, oh no. I'm like what? He goes, I left my jacket there. And I'm like, just leave it, man. It's not worth it's it. Don't gone. get a jacket. Right. And he's like, I'll be fine. And so he sprints back off to get his jacket. And I'm like, what's going to happen? Like, is, is he okay? And then Frank, and then Frank's like, Riley, he's a brown belt in jujitsu. 
I'm sure he'll be fine. I was like, ah, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> he'll probably be okay. <laughs> you couldn't remember that thing? No, it's gone forever. And I'm I'm actually so upset about it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I remember the first time I went to Vegas, though. I went with, um, you know, Jeff. You, you, I was about to say, you've all met Jeff. You have Which, which Jeff? Jeff? Jeff Still, not Jeffrey okay. Palmer. I know, he's Je- I know he's Jeff Still. He hasn't changed his name. He's not like Thomas or yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, my name is Thomas Still. Thomas Still. Um, he, um, we went to Vegas and he was like, yep. okay, it's the first time in Vegas. I'm going to gamble a little bit, you know, like yep. just, you know, I'm going to take out a hundred dollars and like gamble mm. with it and accept that I'm probably not going to get it back, but that's part of the experience and that's okay. You know? Yep. And he goes to the ATM and he goes like to withdraw a hundred dollars, puts in this card and it goes, bloop, there's a $7 charge to use this ATM. Just like, <sighs> well. Awful. In the in the red already, right no, at the gate. No. But I would, you know, honestly, I mean, we've talked about how tight ass I am. That would have been enough. No, I'm not going any further after that. Jeff goes, and Jeff has had a couple of drinks. Yep. And Jeff goes with me to the blackjack table, and it's like, all right, Dennis, how does this work? And I was like, okay, well, you know, if the dealer's showing like a soft 15, you probably want to hit. Yeah, 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 all stuff. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, a card with a face on it is worth 10 points, right? And I was like, Jeff, put your money back in your pocket. Yeah. Oh, my God. We can't do this. Yeah, because you're at, like, the level, it's like you've got the, the, the little spreadsheet thing in your head, and you're like, yeah. yeah, if he shows these two cards, you got this, or if that card here, like that. Blackjack isn't and that Jeff- complicated of a game to do decently well at, yeah. Well, it's solved, right? Well, it's solved if you count cards. If they like, But if even without no. that, like, in any given situation, what you do, like, it's... Yeah, if you, that's if, what, if you that's what I mean. Sorry, as yeah. in like, as in you can you can consult at any point a a strategy guide thing that tells you the optimal move to make. Yeah, it's for your two cards versus the dealer's card. Yes, this, yes. I mean, exactly, what yeah. other cards have been spent is a whole other thing. But okay, your sure. two so cards, versus like, the dealer's yeah, card. Again, yes. again, I'm not on the same level here either. But at least I like I'm not the ones that when they flip an ace, I'm like, oh, is that good or bad? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we um, I don't know. You would never gamble though, would you? It's not really in your nature. I am up lifetime, $160 gambling. Go on. Elaborate. Okay, so so this is a little... I mean, I'm no stranger to telling embarrassing stories about myself. So he goes, when I was 18, on my 18th birthday, I went to a pub and had a glass of beer, which was one of the very last times I ever did that because I, I, I don't drink at all. And that was one of the last times I ever did. Uh, I went to the casino... And I just went and did all these things that you Ticked can do them all off. Yeah, yeah. on my 18th birthday before I went home for like the family dinner. I was like, yep, I can go into the casino. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I've never told this story. There's only one other person on, on earth who knows this, this happened. And this was You're my girlfriend. You're about to go to one from like 4,000, from one to like four or 5,000. So. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So my ex, my, my, the girlfriend that at the time, she was older than me. She was like uh, a couple of weeks older. So she 15, was already, you know, yeah. she, she was already 18. But no, it's important because she was allowed in the casino. Right. Okay. I go there at the casino after school to go and just like muck around or whatever have a, have a have a bet and i get id'd obviously and the guy looks at my id and he sees he's like wait what looks at the date he's like oh you're 18 today and he goes oh this is so embarrassing i'm, I'm about to sh- no one else knows this has ever happened except for this girl he says to me wow man get a life coming to the 18 coming to the casino on your 18th birthday what a loser and it, what? it shattered me. It shattered me, Dennis, because I was like, no, I'm 18. I'm doing all the cool grown-up things that you can oh, do. Oh, no. And he's like, well, man, get a life. And I was just like, oh. That is a, a, not a great sales strategy on the path of the casino, by the way. It, was all, it made me feel so bad. It kind of ruined it. Anyway. Imagine if every time I went to check it on Channel Fireball, it was like, you buy magic cards, cards you yeah. nerd. You, you nerd, exactly. Anyway, so I go to the roulette table, and I, I'd read about this thing called doubling down, right? <laughs> 
Yep. So I put like 10 bucks down, like, great, lose it. I'm like, eh, no worries. Put down 20, lose that. Put down 40, lose that, right? So I'm like 80 down or whatever, however mm-hmm. much down. I'm like, yep, all right, well, that's that. That's my gambling career. Now, you know how tight I am. After yes. having lost $80 at the age of 18, right? It was until, it, it took me well, until Worlds. What was it? How much? $70. Was it only 70? 10, 20, 40. Right. Yeah, I thought I was 80 down, but it must have been 70. Anyway, maybe it inflated over the years as yeah, I told yeah. people that I'd lost $80 because losing $80, Dennis, I mean, I mean how, many, how many cheeseburgers is that? That's oh, a, my that's goodness. 80, 80 cheeseburgers. Oh, man. So it was awful, right? $80 down. And I nursed that deficit with a blackened heart until Worlds 2018 when, wow. they, had it, when they had it in Vegas, right? The one that, um, the one that Javier won, right? And at that point, I went down with, like, Nick Fong and Paul Cheon and a bunch of other, like, you know, uh, Corbin, uh, all these other degenerates who come and gamble <laughs> just a ton, right, every time they go to Vegas. And, like, Nick's there, you know, $1,000 bets, having a great time, whatever. And I'm like, yep, I'll put $5 down, thanks. Put $10 <laughs> down like that. But, Dennis, after that, I am now up $160. Man! Lifetime. Because you know what happens? As soon as I start winning, I stop. As I soon as I'm up, like we, we gambled a little bit every night, right? And I, I just won like 20 bucks one night, 40 bucks the next night. And I just stopped as soon as I was like, all right, I'm ahead. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to lose it. Right. How do you think about the credit card game at restaurants? Never play it. You've never played? Never play it. So for those of you who don't know, this is actually something Marshall and Louise have talked about on Limited Resources. Yeah, yeah. Where if you, it's, it works best if you have a group of friends that you consistently go out to lunch or to dinner with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the meal, I say this four of you all put in your credit card or your debit yeah. card if you live in Europe, I guess. And um, the server chooses one, and that person pays for the whole meal. Well, or what will often happen for the extra sweat is the 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 waiter will pick one, and they're safe, and yes. they'll pick another one, and they're safe, and they'll pick another one, and they're safe, and then so and, then and, and so on and so forth. Left loses, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I love it. I love it. I, I can't I've, do it. I've played it a couple times. I can't do it. My, like my I love a free friends. meal, Dennis, I, and I've uh, lost twice. No, the EV is zero. If you play but enough with the same people. If you people play enough, is. you'll just end up. But, but, well, but the. Luis the pro- Riley would argue the EV is positive because the upside is a free lunch, which is huge. You know that. I mean, I love a free lunch. Love I it. love free lunch. And the food. downside is you bought your friend's lunch. How bad is that really? Very bad. I've just spent okay. money on something I didn't need to spend money on. Very, very bad. <laughs> okay. All right. And well, if I'm eating with friends, it's probably at a restaurant that I didn't want to go to. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah. You, you, you would win in KFC and lose at like Fogo de Chao. Because the thing is, I'm not ordering sides. I'm not ordering like expensive drinks. I'm having like, I'll have the chicken burger and a Coke, please. You know. Well, if there's four of you though, it's positive EV to order the lobster. But then I have to pay for someone else's lobster. Also, why oh, would I want the lobster? I don't want to eat a sea bug. Ugh. Only, anyway. Only if, you, only if you lose. Just don't lose. I'm just, just built don't different. Lose. Just don't lose. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I always buy out. Whenever it's a credit card game, I'm just like, no, I buy out. So that's fine. And that was the funny. That's that, I've seen this as a good twist as well. So if you let's say let's say you got six people, two of them don't want to play, right? So they buy mm-hmm. out. They they put their money into the middle, right? So they don't have to put their credit card in. I've seen some people play it. So when the waiter comes, they they go through the credit cards. Whoever is second last gets all the cash that got put in, and whoever comes ah! last has to pay everyone. You're up. You're up on so the So you can meal. actually you can actually end up up. And I've I've be, I've done that a couple of times because I always like no no I'll pay out. So you know I put my twenty bucks into the middle, and the last the second last person the person who was otherwise going to lose gets that money. So it's a double dagger for the person who lost. 
Yeah, pretty okay, gross. Uh, that, that might be too that might be too much too much sweat for me. But like, see, so yeah, mm. yeah, I mean, I think this is a breed that runs in Magic players. This yes, like level of yeah. like degeneracy. degeneracy. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's yeah. Crazy. Uh, the thing is, I get all the upside of watching it. You you think you get enough of something vicariously? It's just vicarious, exactly. Yeah, it's great. It's excellent. I mean, that's what that's what like craps is all about, right? Like just watching other craps people. Craps is great. Craps is co op gambling, man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main thing I miss about GB Vegas this year is being able to play craps. And I mean, I know I could go down to some rainy seafront. Casino R- here in Ireland craps. Yeah. Um, there is a... Oh, I, I actually have to have this. There's a casino in my hometown okay. called the Silver Strand Casino. Okay. Is it on a beach? It is. It is. Okay. It's fine then. Checks um, out. They had a deal <laughs> where if you were a member of their loyalty program, mm-hmm. you would get a free bet every once in a while. Yep. Very normal for casinos and for betting mm-hmm. agencies to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. First of all, a friend of mine would go down and he registered... <laughs> They did a, a, a raffle every week, at, at like Saturday night. And if you're in the casino, when they called out your name, you won like 50 quid or whatever, right? Nice. Yep. And there's, there's on the beach that's right next to all the pubs we would go to on Saturdays. So my friend Sean would go down. He'd registered himself under a, an alias, Riley, yes. in the casino. So like, and tonight's winner is Jack... <laughs> Is Jack Package? And he would yep. go be like, "Excuse me, it's Jack Package." Yeah, I would like my prize money. Thank That's you very much. Yes. Oh, it's but me, Jack Package. Jack Package. But yep. um, there, but they didn't have a loyalty system built in, Riley. So you would get a text that said, "You have a ten euro free bet." Okay. You mm. walk into the casino and you'd go to the cashier and be like, "Hello, I got a text on my loyalty card." And they'd be like, "Yep," and they would just hand you ten euro. Okay. And then you would walk out of the casino. And they didn't check that you're... No, no. So what my friend James specifically would do was he signed up for a bunch of these cards and yeah. he'd walk in every Saturday night, get his 10 euro, and go buy two pints in the pub next door. Free round on the casino, baby. And then, of course... That's great. They instituted the free bet, so it was on the card and you had to bet it. So he'd yes. just go to the roulette table, put it on red, and about half the time, yeah. he got two rounds on the yeah. casino. <laughs> it shakes out the same. Oh, that's fantastic! But what their a con. system, what a grift! What, their system when they would just hand you ten euros. Yeah, ten, the ten euros. That's really walk good. Walk in, yeah. take the tenner, turn on your heel, and just walk out. That reminds uh, me of the time. Remember you when you, me, and Megan were in um, in Dublin. It was just before we met Nikki for dinner, right? Yes. Your girlfriend or your fiance? Sorry. Fiance, so we're going around, and um, Megan and I are flying out with Ryanair. Now with Ryanair. You have to take a a paper boarding pass if yes. you're not an EU citizen because you for some reason no other airline does this, but every you have they have to check that you have the a visa. App is no bueno, but but it's not the thing is it's not border customs government agency. It's literal Ryanair service like yep. um a customer service check that you've actually got the right to be on the flight. Super weird. No one else does this. So I as an Australian had to get the boarding passes printed out. Dennis didn't have a printer. It was like we went to the your old university to see if we could get it done, but the the print. Your, yeah. Oh, that's right. We try. You tried to log in using the your your like uh, credentials from however like five yeah, I was years like, well, ago. Well, I did whatever. graduate two, two years ago, so I guess it's going to not work. Huh? It All didn't right, work. Well, rip me. So so what we did right as we walk in to meet Nikki for for dinner because I didn't want to have to pay the you know sixty dollar uh, 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 fee to have the boarding printed on site. Yeah. Printed on site, right? We go past a fancy hotel. And I'm like, oh, I can do this. Don't worry about it. What's this, right? So I go in, right? And I uh, I go to walk past the desk towards the elevators. Towards your room. Right? Towards As my room. As a guest of the hotel. As a guest of the hotel. I walk in. The, the concierge gives me a little nod. I walk towards the hotel. Oh, hang on. 
forgotten something. Turn around, go over and say, sorry, um, is there a printer at the hotel? And he goes, oh, sure, I can print something for you. Oh, no, not a worry. I'll just, I'll just email it over to you. What's the best email? So he gives him the hotel email, email it over, making small talk. Oh, what have you been up to? Oh, we're just going to go. We're having dinner. At, no, whatever. It's been, oh, it's good. Yeah, just back off, you know, back off home tomorrow, that sort of stuff. Flying with Ryanair, obviously. Oh, terrible. Just making mm-hmm. small talk with this guy. Anyway, he then goes, oh, well, thank you very much, Mr. Knight. No worries. Here's your boarding pass. Prints it out for me. And I go, thank you very much. Turn around, walked out, out of the Walk hotel. Walked out of the hotel. <laughs> I wish, and it's so <laughs> unlikely, but I wish that you could come like, is there a printer in the hotel? Well, yes, sir. There's a printer in every room. In every Just room. It's like, ah, yes, well, mine wasn't working. So, um, I tried. <laughs> it was a very fancy hotel. It was a very fancy hotel. It was I, I a wouldn't very be surpri- fancy hotel. I wouldn't be surprised if they did have a, a printer in every room. Anyway. Marty, have you been playing any video games? It feels silly to transition this into a secret part of the podcast when the podcast is ready to be about magic as it is. We've done, we've done GP chat. We've done Goop Chat. We've done Goop Chat. We've done Muff Chat. Mm, I don't like Muff Chat. Muff Chat is Muff Chat is a little sailing a little it's close a little to borderline. The um, Dennis, I've been playing Crusader Kings three. Riley, that's not out yet. How is it possible? Uh, it is. Well, it is actually now out. But uh, I, by the, when I was first playing it, it wasn't. I'm mm. I, I, Dennis. I don't know if you box we buy. Can I box up? It's only cards, right? Yeah. Clout, I can't box. No I can't box up clout and sell it because no, I've no, just got no. so much clout lying your around. Your time now. has increased, has like oh. ballooned in size. I've I think you're comfortably s- big time now. I've got. S- oh, thank you, thank you. Th- I mean, thank you for saying so. No, um, Paradox Interactive were were good enough to give me a uh, an advanced copy, and uh, I streamed it. Can I tell you something, Dennis? Mm-hmm. It works. Crusader Kings. That's not what I meant, but yes, the software does work. <laughs> I thought you meant like the game boots up, and I was like, I should hope so. No, because it's there like are a bunch of people. It's that Drew thing. Road works ahead. I sure hope it does. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good gear. No, um, I didn't. So you're in marketing, right? Sure. I've always just sort of scoffed at influencer marketing because I'm like, who falls for that? Who falls for that stuff? Like, it doesn't. It obviously, I mean, you're just wasting money, right? You're a channel they, football affiliate, mate. Anyway, go ahead. Well, that, that's the thing. I was like, who actually does it? And in the last couple of years, since getting into the influencer game, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. They sent me this code to download it for free, which doesn't cost them anything. Like, it cost them the nope. sale because I was definitely going to buy theory. it anyway, right? In theory, it cost them my sale. About five people bought it straight away. More people wow. on the Discord, people chatting about it. Like, the conversion rate is... There's one guy, right, on my Discord, Sharky, and he was saying, nah, I'm too old for this. It's too deep. I don't want to play it, right? I streamed it. Don't We're chatting about it on the yeah. Discord, that sort of stuff. He's like, all right, fine, fine. You've got me. Downloads, like, I've got no idea how, how this game works. Crusader Kings, I don't care. That money shows up all the same. Shows up like, all the same. <laughs> all these people are talking about it, they're buying it just because I played on stream. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed me being a Magic streamer because I'm now a Crusader King streamer. I love this game. Have you played it? No, not since... No, this is an RTS? Uh, kind of. So basically, instead of controlling a country, you control a dynasty. So you control oh, a family. Oh, it's like Shogun Total War or something. Mm, not uh, kind of because the thing is, if you... So let's let the. It's funny. You always start an island. Island is Noob Island. That's where they have the um, oh, wow. the tutorial. So you start as like say the Duke of Munster, and you and you and it's a it, real it, province that we still have today. Yeah, and it teaches you how to like um, uh, go to war, conquer all that sort of stuff. So you become eventually the High King of Ireland. But the thing is, if you die, your son doesn't necessarily stay as the High King of Ireland. Mm-hmm. 
it depends on how things get packaged up. So you've got to you've got to manage a succession line to make sure that your titles and your achievements and stuff pass on to your next heir, because otherwise they'll get packaged up and sent out to. Because you know if you've got a second son, he wants to slice mm. the pie as well. Let's say your first son's a dud. You got to get rid of him, off him, send him off on a dangerous hunt or something. They'll say it's it basically just Game of Thrones simulator. Yeah, yeah. In like medieval, well, not even Europe anymore. It goes all the way out to Central Asia. I'm it goes all the way to the to the sub to the, to the subcontinent. You can play as anyone. Plays a county. Plays a duke. Plays a count. A duke. A, an earl. A um. A petty king. A king. An a emperor. Viscount. Pardon? Can I be a viscount? I don't know if you can be a viscount. Can I be a viceroy of a high viceroy of Ireland? <laughs> Um, but it is, it, it's so deep. It is very complicated, but if you want to learn about it, come on, watch twitch.tv slash Radicary Tower. I'm going to be playing a bunch of CK3. It's, uh, oh, here's, here's my, here's my pitch, Dennis. Hey, this is what I'm going to do, right? So the, the thing about the game that a lot of, that a lot of people stumble on is it doesn't really have a stated objective. You can just kind of mm. do whatever. So you mm. can start as like a lowly count in, you, okay, you can just play as like William the Conqueror and relive the, 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 the Norman Conquester, right? Or you can pick, you can be like the Duke of Bavaria in 867 and, and fight against, you know, uh, the, in, in the, the fallout of, of Charlemagne, all this, all this, that sort of thing, right? All sorts of stuff mm-hmm. you can do. But you can just pick whatever you want. So I want to start as the Duke of Brabant, right? Now, Brabant is an area today that refers to the southern Netherlands. But back then, right, back in the medieval times, Brabant was where you would town a little, uh, would find a little town called Brussels, right? Oh, playing the long game. So I'm going to play as Brussels, and I'm going to do, Dennis, a reverse Brexit. Because my very <laughs> favourite thing to do in this game, usually what I'll do is I'll play as Scotland and subjugate England, right? Because that's We're just my favourite thing to do. We're going to England as the EU. I'm going to start as Brussels. So tune in. Tune in and watch at twitch.tv slash Radicrew Tower as we reverse Brexit, right? Yeah, a, br- a Brentry. <laughs> A Brentry. We're going to do a Brentry because I'm going to start. The, the problem, the real problem is, Dennis. Oh, right. It's a Brusade. You're going on a Brusade. We're going on a Brusade. Bru- Dennis, we're going Brusader on a Brusade. It's Brusader Kings. We're going to start in as this lowly duchy in Brussels, which the, the problem with that is it's part of the Holy Roman Empire. You've got a completely different liege. You're a vassal to someone else. You're complete, part of a completely different political system. And, and soon I'm going you'll be to be Queen Angela of Europe. And that's it. I'm going to be Queen Ursula von der Leyen of <laughs> of the European Union. I'm going to uh, so I'm going to try to conquer conquer England. I say Britain, but it's just England really. I, there's nothing I love more in Crusader Kings than just pu- pulling England's pants down. It's the best. God. Uh, really, I finally finally finished yeah. and liberated Tsushima. Oh, you did. Long game. How many how many contemplative sp- saunas did you have? At the end of the game, you do have to write a, a before the final boss fight. You together, the two of you, write a haiku. That's ridiculous. No, it's <laughs> no, no, you don't. Yes, you do. Okay, the, I'm going to get into it. Spoiler alert for Ghosts the, of Tsushima. If you want, okay. if you're still playing the game, stop listening to the podcast now. You're at the end anyway. Thank you for yeah. coming. Thanks for tuning in. Joaquin Parad, Channel Fireball. Da da da. Yep, go. So it's in pure like Japanese like. His like cinema. You are you've you've disgraced your uncle, Riley. Oh, you've dishonored your family. I've dishonored my family. Yeah, and the shogun has declared me a traitor. And uh, your such uncle, dishonor. Lord Shimura, who is the Jito of Tsushima, has been tasked with killing you. Oh no! And so you go to your family's graveyard and you duel him in front of your father's grave. <laughs> So the final boss is your uncle. Is your uncle. 
and you you duel him, and it's really hard. He's like a sixty year old dude, and I'm yeah. like, I fought like elite Mongol warriors who ain't yeah. got ain't got Jack on Lord Shimura, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you you win, and you choose whether to spare his life or, and he begs for death with honor, and you choose whether to spare his life or give him the death he wants. Did you give him the death that you wanted? I did not. You didn't. Whole, I didn't, because the whole game is about you like shedding the like honor code of like of the bushido code of samurai and stuff oh. and doing all the subversive sneaky stuff and at the end yes. when he's confronting you he's like you have no honor and you're like and you're imprisoned by yours and it's like oh <gasps> oh that's very powerful and he's yeah. like and he's like he's like he's like grant me a warrior's death and you're like no yeah and you leave and it's like oh that's it's good it's a good that, game yeah yeah that's oh that's real that's it sounds really good now i don't have to play it because you've just spoiled it for me thanks i wish you I mean, whatever me. um that's, that's how, how, fa- cool. how fast can you hit L1 on a PlayStation 4 controller? Pretty fast. I got pretty, well, pretty quick think, fingers. Then, maybe you'd be okay then. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot of the game. <laughs> a lot of L. What is that? Let me guess. Is that the dodge button? It's the parry button. The parry button. Got to do a lot of parrying. But it is fast. Some of these parries are who, baby? Yeah. Lightning quick. Oh, yeah. It sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to. I'll, I'll, well, I mean, I've got, I've got my hands full with this, with this Brusade at the moment. But <laughs> this Brusade. I've got this Brusade to do. Brusader Kings, mate. Jeez. Oh, All right. Well, thank so you for good. joining us for the looser, unplugged version of Scramia River. Let's not yeah, think. Because um, it's very different. Very, very different. It's good energy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. But I mean, I was hanging out with you, so it's hard not I to. I think really. I missed the scripted version more, personally. You you prefer it? I prefer it, I think. I think if we did this every week, it would be... It would improve as well. Yeah, but I don't think... I think the, the overall product would be worse. You think the treat is nice? Yeah, that's fair. I think I think it being a sometimes food is very nice, but I enjoyed it. Like I just like hanging out with you, and it was nice to reminisce about some GPS and you know share some stories and whatever else. And and we like hanging out with all you listeners at home as well. It sucks that um, obviously GPS aren't back on the menu, boys. But I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully Looks at some like point. GPS back on the menu, boys. Well, don't say that. Don't say that because that'll be the next thing. Yeah, that is Channel- not an official announcement. Yes, get the <laughs> Channel Five get it off em- the Reddit. <laughs> Channel Five employee Dennis Strandjack let slip that GPS are back on the no! menu. Oh, Dennis. No, I mean, look, hopefully, you know, in karma times, once again, the world can, uh, we can, we can once again gather mm. our magic at a, at a Grand Prix to Magic Fest event. But, um, uh, in the meantime, it's good to, it's good to sit down and uh, again, pop those boots on, have a walk down memory lane. Yeah. Thank you all for listening, folks at home. And I've been Dennis. He's been Riley. We'll probably continue to do that, being those people for come next week, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Please do get on the Discord and give us your questions. Yes. Gotta have them. Don't give them a Magic FM. Don't give them any quick questions, Squeeze the Quandries. No way. No way. No. Don't be a sucker. And we will uh, see you all next time. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs>